It's Destiny. Welcome back. Today we're going to read another Junior B. Jones book. I am hoping to get a few more to add to my collection so that I can continue reading them to you, but this one is one I haven't read before. It's Junie B. First Grader, Boss of Lunch. And honestly, I don't think I've read this one at all. So, it'll be new to all of us. Junie B. First Grader, Boss of Lunch. Chapter 1. Not Normal. Thursday. Dear First Grade Journal, Hooray, hooray, it came, it finally came. Yesterday, the delivery man brought it right to my house. And today, I carried it to school for the very first time. Right now, it is sitting under my desk. I keep sneaking down there just to see it closer. But my teacher just said to please stop doing that. Only guess what? He is not even watching me right now, so I think I will sneak down there one more time, and that will be it, possibly. I wish myself good luck. From Junie B, first grader. I put down my pencil, and I looked all around. Room one was still writing in their journals. I smiled very stinky. Then I bent over my chair real slow, and I reached way down, and I lifted up the lid of my brand new shiny lunchbox, hollered out May. Judy B. Jones opened her lunchbox again, Mr. Scary, and you told her not to do that anymore, remember? May is the tattletale girl who sits next to me. I do not actually care for her. My heart pounded very hard. I bent over even more, and I hid my head so that the teacher couldn't see me. Only, I didn't do that good of a job hiding, and because just then, I heard Mr. Scary's shoes locking towards me. Junie B., why is your lunchbox open? Again, asked Mr. Scary. Didn't I just speak to you about this a few minutes ago? I kept my head down, and I looked at the floor. Only, one of Mr. Scary's shoes started tapping at me. Tappy shoes are not happy shoes, I think. Junie B, said Mr. Scary again. Do you have a good reason for opening your lunchbox again? I quick closed my eyes and I tried to think of a good reason. Mr. Scary's shoes tapped louder. I opened my eyes and I peeked at it and then, bingo! All of a sudden, a miracle happened. One of my eyes saw my napkin in the corner of my lunchbox and a bright idea popped right into my head. I quick grabbed my napkin, and I started shining Mr. Scary's shoes. Look, Mr. Scary, look. Here is my good reason, I said. See, see, huh? I'm shining your shoes with my napkin, see? I shined and shined. This is the smartest reason I ever came up with, I said, very proud. I smiled up at him. Would you like some spit on the napkin, I, I asked real nice. A little spit makes shoes extra gleamy. Mr. Scary quick pulled his shoe away. No, Junie B, no spit, please. Just just sit up, he said. I sat up. Mr. Scary stared and stared at me. 
I wiggled in my seat, very uncomfortable, cause staring teachers make me squirmy, of course. Finally, finally, Mr. Scary started talking again. I want you to stay out of your lunchbox, Junie B, he said. We have a rule in room one. Lunchboxes are to be opened only in the cafeteria. I did a sad sigh. Yes, I said. I know the rule, Mr. Scary. But I waited a real long time to get this lunchbox, and yesterday it finally came to my house. And so today is my first day of not carrying a plain brown sack to school. And so every time I look at that new lunchbox, I feel happy inside. I picked it up to show him. See how cute it is, I said. My mother ordered it from a nature store. It has all these pictures of baby birds on it. See all of them? I pointed. This one's my favorite, I said. It's called an owlet. An owlet is a name for a baby owl. My grandpa Frank Miller told me that. I pointed at a different bird. That one is an eaglet, I said. An eaglet is a baby eagle. After that, I held my lunchbox way high in the air so all of room one could see it. See all the little birdlets, children? There are owlets and eaglets and ducklets and chicklets, I explained. I put my lunchbox on my desk and I took out the thermos. And see this thermos, people? This thermos has pictures of birds' nests on it. Isn't that cute? May made a face. Ick, she said. Who wants to drink out of a stinky, pooey bird's nest? I made a face at her. I do. That's who. May, I said. I love drinking out of stinky, pooey bird's nests. May reached into her desk and pulled out a lunch ticket. Well, I buy my lunch, Junie B. Jones, she said. Bought lunches are much better than brought lunches. Bought lunches don't sit around all morning and get soggy. I crossed my arms at that girl. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard of, May, I said right back. Brought lunches are way better than bought lunches because brought lunches are made special by our very own mothers. Mr. Scary did a frown. Okay, okay, girls, that's enough, he said. But May kept on arguing with me. For your information, Junie Jones, mothers are not professional lunchmakers, she said. Mothers are just plain old normal people. I stamped my foot at her because that was my final straw. Do not call my mother normal, May, I hollered. No one in my whole entire family is normal. So there. May started to laugh. Then some of the other children laughed too. I do not know why. Finally, Mr. Scary snapped his fingers at them. I put my lunchbox back on the floor. It was not my best morning. Chapter 2. Hoagies. The lunch bell rang at 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock is around noonish, I believe. I picked up my lunchbox and I ran to the door. Then I lined up with my friends and I waited to go. It's almost time, I told them, very thrilled. It's almost time for me to eat out of my brand new lunchbox. I held it up for them to see again. Which baby bird do you guys like the best, I asked. Pick one, okay? My friend named Jose looked at the birds and just shrugged his shoulders. I don't know. 
I guess maybe I like the duck best, he said. Ducks can be funny sometimes. One time, when we were having a picnic at the lake, a duck chased my sister and stole her ho-ho. My friends Lenny and Herb Herb laughed real hard. They looked at my lunchbox, too. I think I like the owlet best, he said Herb. Me too, said Lenny. I saw a TV show on owls once. An owl swallowed a giant rat in just one bite. He didn't even chew or anything. After that, I stared at Lenny for a real long time. Cause that disgusting story just ruined my outlet. That's why. Finally, all of room one walked to the cafeteria together. The cafeteria is a big old room where we eat lunch. It has smells and noises and tables in it. Room one sits near the window. I zoomed there speedy quick. Come here, Herb, I called. Come, Lenny and Jose. It's time for you to watch me eat out of my new lunchbox. I turned around to wait for them. Only too bad for me because none of those guys were even coming. Instead, they were standing in that stupid, dumb lunch line. My mouth fell open at that sight. Herb. Hey, Herb, I called. What do you think you're doing? Why aren't you coming to eat with me? Herb shouted back. I'm buying my lunch today, Junie B. Jose shouted too. Me too. Everyone's buying today, Junie B. Hoagies. We're having hoagies, hollered Lenny. Save us a seat. My shoulders slumped real disappointed. Cause I wasn't actually expecting this development. I sat down at my table and looked all around. There was only one other person sitting there. His name is Sheldon. I do not know him that good. Sheldon waved his fingers at me. We're the only ones here, he said. We're the only ones that didn't buy hoagies today. I did a sigh. Yes, Sheldon, I know that, I said. Sheldon slid across from me. Hoagies are very popular, but I'm not allowed to eat them, he said. I'm allergic to fake meat and cheese. I looked at Sheldon closer. His nose was running very much. Please wipe your nose, I said. But Sheldon didn't pay any attention to me. I'm only allowed to eat food that comes from nature, he said. His nose ran even more. I'm also allergic to dairy, he told me. I handed him my napkin. Blow, and and I mean it, I said. Sheldon did not blow. I sat, I slid to the end of the table. Pretty soon, my friends started coming out of the kitchen. The other children started coming, too. They sat down and took big bites of their hoagies. Mmm, said Herb. This hoagie is delicious. See, said Jose, muy delicioso. Lenny nodded. Then he opened up his hoagie roll and looked inside. I think even you would like this hoagie, Junie B, he said. Look, it has ham and salami and cheese and lettuce and tomato. Just then, May butted her head in. It's good for you too, Junie Jones, she said. All school lunches have to be delicious and nutritious. It's a law. So, I said, so lunches brought from home can be any old thing, she said. I did a huffy breath at her. 
Then I turned my back, and I hid my sandwich very secret, and I peeked inside the bread. I stared and stared for a real long time, cause I didn't actually recognize the meat, that's why. Finally, I ate it anyway. It was tasty, whatever it was. Chapter 3. Cookies. I was the first one done with my lunch. That's because he- eating hoagies takes forever, of course. I put my lunchbox away and I looked at Herb's plate. He had three more foods to go. First, he had carrot sticks. Also, he had applesauce and a cookie. I leaned in closer. Mmm, I think that's a sugar cookie, Herbert, I said. Sugar cookies are my favorites. Herb nodded. Me too, he said. I like sugar cookies too. I touched his cookie with my finger. Yes, sirree, Bob. That's a sugar cookie, all right, Herb, I said. I didn't get a cookie, all right, Herb, I said. I didn't get a cookie at all today. My mother packed me a fruit bar instead. Oh, said Herb. Well, fruit bars are good, too. I tapped my fingers on the table because Herb didn't even get my hint. Yes, Herbert. I know fruit bars are good, I said, but I really wanted a cookie today. And so I wish that you would just share that thing with me, that's all. Herb looked at me and shrugged. Why didn't you just say so, he said. Then he broke his cookie in two, and he handed me half. I gushed real happy. Oh, thank you, Herb. Thank you, thank you, I said. After that, I stuffed that cookie right into my mouth, and I drank a sip of Herb's milk. Yum. That tasted just like the cookies that Mrs. Gutsman used to bring to afternoon kindergarten, I said. I smiled at the thought of that woman. Gladys Gutsman was our snack lady last year, I explained to her. She used to bring us cookies and milk every week. I made my voice kind of secret. Only, guess what, Herbert? Sometimes Mrs. Gutsman gave me two cookies instead of just one, I said. Because I was her favorite person in room nine, I think. Jose heard what I said and said, Hey! That must mean I was her favorite one in room not room eight, he said. Because sometimes Mrs. Gutsman gave me an extra one, too. After that, me and Jose did a high five. Because both of us were favorites, apparently. That woman was a gem, I tell you, I said. What do you mean she was a gem, Junie B, said Jose. She still is a gem. Mrs. Gutsman still works here, you know. What? I said, very surprised. Sure she does, said Herb. I met Mrs. Gutsman this year already. She works right there in the kitchen. I couldn't believe my ears. Really, I said. Really? Really, really? Because if Miss Gutsman still works at our school, how come she hasn't brought us milk and cookies this year? Herb shrugged. I don't know, he said. But she still works here, all right. In fact, we saw her just now when we were getting our hoagies. I put my hand over my mouth. Cause that news was just too good to be true. Jose laughed. If you don't believe us, go see for yourself, he said. I will, Jose. I will go see for myself, I said real joyful. 
Then I jumped right up out of my seat, and I zoomed into the kitchen, and I hollered and hollered for Miss Scotsman. Chapter 4, Gladys. Miss Gutsman, Miss Gladys Gutsman, where are you? I hollered. It's me. It's me. It's Junie B. Jones. I looked all around. There was a long counter with children pushing trays. Did anyone see Mrs. Gutsman? I asked the children. Does anyone know her? My friend said that she's right here in this kitchen, but I don't even see her. I hollered her name even louder. Mrs. Gutsman, Mrs. Gladys Gutsman. Then all of a sudden, a lady came hurrying around the corner. And good news, it was her. It was Mrs. Gladys Gutsman. I ran and I hugged her very tight. Mrs. Gutsman, Mrs. Gutsman, I'm so glad to see you, I said. Mrs. Gutsman hugged me back. Judy B. Jones, I'm glad to see you too, she said. I smiled up at her. She was wearing her same big white apron from last year. Whoa, just look at you, Mrs. Gutsman, I said. You didn't change a bit, I patted her apron. You didn't even change your clothes, apparently, I said. Mrs. Gutsman laughed. She was wearing plastic mitts on her hands. Plus, also, she was wearing a hairnet. Hey, I remember those things from last year, I said. You told me that you wear plastic mitts and a hairnet whenever you touch food, remember? You said that that was called good hygiene, cause mitts and hairnets protect our food from dirty germs and hairs. Mrs. Gutsman made a face. Are you are you sure that that's the way I put it, she said. I skipped all around her in a circle. Hey, Mrs. Gutsman, now that you've found me, you can start bringing cookies to my room again. She held up one finger. I held up one finger. I am in room one this year, I said. Room one comes earlier in the alphabet than room nine. And so, now that you know where I am, when can you bring the cookies, Gladys? Mrs. Gutsman did a chuckle. And then she leaned down next to me and she patted my arm. And she said, don't call her Gladys. After that, Mrs. Gutsman explained about all the snacks. She said that first graders don't get snacks like kindergarten kids do, on account of first graders get cookies with their school lunches. I did a frown at that news. Yeah, only, what about the children who bring their lunches, Mrs. Gutsman? Where's our cookies, huh? Because today, everybody got a cookie from, except for me and Sheldon. Mrs. Gutsman didn't answer my question. Instead, she raised her head and looked behind me. And that's when I heard my teacher's voice. Junie B. Jones, he said, kind of loudish. Exactly what do you think you're doing? I spun around. Mr. Scary's eyes looked annoyed at me. Why did you get up from the table, Junie B., he asked. Hmm? What's the story here? Everyone was staring. I did a big gulp. Then I squeezed my eyes closed real tight, and I tried to think of the story here. Well, uh, let's see, I said. First, I was eating my brought lunch, and everyone else was eating their bought lunch. And so that's how come I was the first one finished. 
And then I was sitting there, and I spotted Herb's sugar cookie, and I really, really wanted that thing. And good news, Herb shared. And so then, that delicious cookie reminded me about Mrs. Gutsman. And what do you know, Herb and Jose said she was right here in this exact kitchen. So I jumped up from my table, and I ran up to say hello, I said. After that, I looked up at Mrs. Gutsman, kind of nervous, and I waved my fingers. Hello, I said, real soft. Hello, she said back. Mr. Scary shook his head. No, I'm sorry, Junie B. I know Mrs. Gutsman has enjoyed seeing you, but you can't just get up from the table and run whenever you please, wherever you please during lunch, he said. Mrs. Gutsman nodded. Mr. Scary's right, Junie B., she said. I am very happy to see you, but you do have to follow school rules. I did a sigh. Yeah, only I really, really wanted to come find you, Mrs. Gutsman, I said, because I missed you very much. Mrs. Gutsman tapped on her chin. Hmm, she said. Maybe I have an idea. Maybe, if you promise to follow the rules, you can come back tomorrow and help me in the kitchen. Would you like that, do you think? My eyes got big and wide at her. Are you kidding, Mrs. Gutsman? I said. Is this some kind of joke? She smiled again. Nope, she said. It's no joke. We let children help us in the kitchen quite often. If it's okay with your teacher, I'll give you a permission slip to take home to your parents. I pulled on Mr. Scary's arm. Say it's okay, okay? Please, please, please. I begged. Mr. Scary didn't answer right away. Instead, he ran his fingers through his hair. And he thought and thought. Mr. Scary said it's okay. I clapped and I danced and I twirled. I can do it, Mrs. Gutsman, I said. I can come and help you in the kitchen. Excellent, said Mrs. Gutsman. Then she reached behind the counter, and she handed me a permission slip. And that's not all, because she reached back there one more time, and she pulled out a pair of brand new plastic mitts. Here, she said, these are for you. You can wear them around your house tonight and get used to them. I did a gasp at those wonderful things. Thank you, Mrs. Gutsman. Thank you, I said. I've always wanted some of these thingamajigs. After that, I put them on my hands, very thrilled, and I waved goodbye to Mrs. Gutsman. See you, I said. See you tomorrow. Then I walked back to my lunch table with Mr. Scary, and I followed the rules for the whole rest of the day. Chapter 5. Practicing. After school, I ran home from my bus stop. It was Mother's Day off from work. She was in the backyard playing with my baby brother named Ollie. Ollie is 10 months old. He cannot skip or play tag or color. So far, I am not that satisfied with him. I ran out the back door. Mother, mother, I'm going to be a helper. I'm going to be a helper, I shouted real cheery. I quick handed her my permission slip. Read this paper, hurry. It's from Mrs. Gutsman, I said. You remember Mrs. Gutsman, right? Mrs. Gutsman used to be my cookie lady last year. But this year, she's branched out, apparently, cause now she's the boss of the whole kitchen operation, I think. Mother read the permission slip. I bounced up and down, very excited. See, Mother? See? 
Mrs. Gutsman wants me to be her helper in the cafeteria tomorrow, and so all you have to do is sign that paper, and I'll be all set. I started back to the house. I'll go get you a pen. Mother hollered, hold on to me. This really does sound like fun, Jenny B., she said, but let's talk it over at dinner, okay? At dinner, you can tell Daddy and me all about it. I did a big breath at her. But I don't want to talk it over at dinner, Mother, I said. I want you to sign that paper right exactly now. Please, please, just sign it, okay? Mother smiled. Patience, Junie B., she said. Dinner is just a few hours away. I'd like Daddy to be in on this, too. I rolled my eyes way up to the sky, because Daddy always has to be in on everything. Finally, I went back in the house and I walked around the kitchen very bored. There's not even anything to do in this stupid dumb house, I grouched. Then all of a sudden, I spotted my backpack sitting on the floor. That's when I remembered my plastic mitts. I'd put them in my backpack to carry them home from school. I hurried to get them out of there. Then I quick put them on and I ran to the refrigerator. Now I can practice touching food, I said, real thrilled. I opened up the door and I started touching stuff. First I touched some fruit and then an avocado and a squishy tomato. Then I put my hand in the butter and also some creamy cottage cheese. Whoa, these mitts make touching food even more enjoyable, I said. After that, after I was done, I put the mitts in my pocket and I went to watch TV. Only I couldn't even pay attention that good. Cause I kept on thinking about being a helper, of course. My excitement got bigger and bigger and bigger. Then, hooray, hooray, Daddy finally came home from work and it was time for dinner. As soon as I sat down, I told Daddy all about Mrs. Gutsman. Then, surprise, I put on my mitts and I waved them all around in the air. Look, Mother, look, Daddy, see what Mrs. Gutsman gave me? These are real professional mitts from the actual cafeteria. I sat up straight and tall. Mints do not spread dirty germs, I explained. And guess what else? I already know how to use these babies. After that, I jumped down from the table and I ran around my chair and I touched everyone's dinner. I touched mother's meatloaf and daddy's mashed potatoes and Ollie's cream corn. Also, I put cream corn on Ollie's head. That was a funny joke, I think. Only no one even laughed. Mother took my mitts away. She said that that's not what the mitts are for, young lady. At first, I thought that I was in very big trouble. But more good news. When Mother and Daddy tucked me into bed that night, they gave me back my permission slip. And hooray, it was signed. We're going to let you help in the kitchen, said Mother. But no more funny business with the mitts. Got it? Got it, I said. A helper doesn't make things more difficult, Junie B, said Daddy. A helper makes things easier, okay? Okay, I said. Mother made her eyes real serious. And a helper is not the boss, Junie B, she said. Maybe you should try repeating that one. A helper is not the boss. I repeated it. A helper is not the boss, I said. A helper is not the boss. After that, Mother and Daddy looked calmer. They gave me a good night kiss and they turned off my light. 
I repeated it one more time. A helper is not a boss, I said. Then I closed my eyes and I went to sleep. And I dreamed I was the boss. Chapter 6. Boss of Lunch It was the funnest dream I ever had. I looked exactly like Mrs. Gutsman, except I had my own face. Also, I had my own apron and my own plastic vents and my very own hairnet. I was a vision, I tell you. I worked my hardest in the kitchen. I washed all the carrots and I made all the hoagies. Plus, I also ate all the sugar cookies. After a while, room one came into the kitchen with their trays. The children saw how hard I was working and they called me boss of lunch and they skipped around me in a happy circle. After that, they all carried me all around on their shoulders. May did not participate. I waved at her when I went by. Then a duck flew in and chased her out of the room. That morning, I woke up laughing in my pillow. And guess what else? At school, my day kept on getting better and better because I gave Mr. Scary my permission slip and he let me go to the cafeteria at 10 o'clock a.m. And so I hardly even did much work. Mrs. Gutsman was delighted to see me again. She said that I could start helping her very soon. But first, she wanted to show me around the kitchen. It was the hugest kitchen I ever even saw. It was a kitchen a giant would have. Look at how big everything is, Mrs. Gutsman, I said. Look at that big dishwasher over there. And look at those big refrigerators and whoa, look at those big sinks and that giant freezer. I kept on looking. And look at that big can opener. And look at this big floor we're standing on. And look at these big walls and that big light switch and those big... Mrs. Gutsman interrupted me. Okay, let's move on, shall we? She said. I'd like you to meet some of the other folks who work here, Judy B. After that, she took me over and introduced me to six grown-ups. I waved at those people kind of shy. They waved back. Plus, also, they said, welcome. But here's the bestest part of all. After I met all the people, Mrs. Gutsman opened a big drawer, and she handed me a giant white apron. My mouth fell open at that huge thing. You mean I get to wear this, Mrs. Gutsman, I said? I get to wear an apron just like yours? Wowie, wow, wow, this is my dream come true. Mrs. Gutsman winked at me. Well, we sure don't want to mess up that pretty flower dress of yours, do we? She said. After that, she pulled the apron over my head and she tied the straps around me. I looked down to the ground. The apron came down to my shoes almost. I twirled and twirled all around. Oh, I love this apron, Mrs. Gutsman, I said. This apron makes me feel like a princess. Mrs. Gutsman said I had a good imagination. After that, I put on my mitts that she had given me, and I twirled some more. Now I have the whole complete outfit, practically, I said, real happy. And then, do you know, all of a sudden, Mrs. Gutsman reached into her apron, and she pulled out a hairnet. A hairnet, just for me. She put it on my head. Oh boy, oh boy, thank you, Mrs. Gutsman, thank you, I squealed. 
Then I zoomed over to the oven and stared at myself in the glass. Look at me. Just look at me. I look like a real professional lunchmaker, I said. After that, I stared and stared at myself some more, and I couldn't even stop. Chapter 7. Jobs Pretty soon, Mrs. Gutsman told me all about my jobs. You're going to have three fun jobs today, Junie B, she said. I think you're going to like all of them. She took me to a long counter where the children pushed their lunch trays, and she showed me where the napkins go. Your first job will be to keep napkins stacked up right here on the countertop. If the napkin pile starts to run out, just reach under the counter and get more, okay? Do you think you can do that for me, Junie B? I nodded real fast. Yes, I said. I know I can do that, Mrs. Gutsman, because I'm already familiar with napkins. I smiled real proud. I used napkins at my very own house, I said. I used them to wipe my mouth after dinner. Plus, sometimes I use my sleeve. Mrs. Gutsman looked funny at me. After that, she handed me a sponge and took me to the counter by the sinks. Okay, your second job will be to keep this big counter wiped off, she said. You don't have to clean up any big messes, Junie B. Just wipe up any little spills or crumbs that you see. I grinned real big. Sponges are another job I am good at, Mrs. Gutsman, I said. Because one time in kindergarten, I practiced throwing sponges in my toilet. And I didn't even miss the pot hardly. Mrs. Gutsman went kind of pale. Oh, she said. Oh, my. After that, her voice sounded a little bit worried. Well, uh, uh, there's just one more job I need to tell you about, she said. Do you see that door over there? That's where the children come in the kitchen to get their lunches. Yes, I said, I see it. Well, when you're not busy with your other jobs, I would like you to be our lunch greeter, she said. Do you know what a greeter is, Junie B? A greeter smiles at people and says, hello. Do you think you could do that? This time, I didn't answer her right away, cause that job made my stomach feel jumpy inside. Yeah, only, um, there's children who I don't even know at this school, Mrs. Gutsman, I said kind of shaky. And some of them are big kids, and big kids are not my favorite size. Mrs. Gutsman did a chuckle. Don't worry, Junie B. I think you'll find there are lots of very nice big kids at this school, she said. Could you just give it a try, please? I shrugged my shoulders kind of weakish. I don't know. Maybe I could, I said. Mrs. Gutsman gave me a pat. That's the spirit, she said. Now there's just one other thing that we need to talk about before you get started. Then guess what? She reached under the counter and she gave me another pair of mitts. I quick held up my hands for her to see. But I'm already wearing mitts, Mrs. Gutsman. See them? You already gave them to me yesterday. I know, but these are brand new ones, Junie B, she said. Around here, we change our plastic mitts quite often. That's how we keep from spreading germs. We're constantly washing our hands and changing our mitts. I scratched my head. No kidding, I said. Really? 
You mean I'm supposed to wash my hands plus wear mitts? My, my, that's a lot of hygiene, isn't it? Mrs. Gutsman did a teensy frown. Then she took me to the sink, and she washed my hands real good. After that, after they were dry, she put the new mitts on me. Whoa, these are the cleanest hands I ever saw, I said. After that, I skipped back to the counter, and I began stacking the napkins. Pretty soon, the kitchen started getting smells in it. I sniffed the air, and the smells were not delicious. P.U., I said, kind of quiet. Mrs. Gutson looked over at me. I held my nose. I smell stinkle, I said. Mrs. Gutsman did not look happy. Holding your nose isn't sanitary, Jenny B. Now you'll have to change your mitts again. I kept holding my nose. Yes, but if I let go of my nose, the stinkle will get in my nostrils, I explained. And that smell is not delightful. Mrs. Gutsman looked annoyed at me. What you're smelling is our lunch today, Junie B, she said. We're baking tuna noodle casserole. We're going to be serving it with carrots and peas. I made a sick face. Luck, I said. I hate peas. It's a good thing I brought my lunch today. Right, Mrs. Gutsman? At least now I know I will get a decent meal. Mrs. Gutsman still looked grumpy. She came over and changed my mitts. After that, I stacked more napkins, and I tried to just breathe through my mouth. Chapter 8. Lunchtime. Being a helper is not a breeze. After the lunch bell rang, big kids started coming into the kitchen. Two of them pointed at my hairnet. They called me the name of Freakazoid. I felt very crumbling inside. Now, I'm not even going to greet you, I said real quiet. After that, I tattletailed to Mrs. Gutsman, and she grouched at those boys. Plus, also, she said that I didn't have to greet people. Instead, she said that I could sponge the counter. I hurried over there my fastest. Then I sponged and sponged until the big kids were gone. Pretty soon, I looked at the door again, and guess what? I saw my friends from room one. I saw Herb and Lenny and Jose and Shirley and Roger. They were all at the counter with their trays. I ran over to them speedy quick. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Look at me. See me working here? I'm being a helper. See? I said. All of them smiled and waved. Hi, Junie B. Hi, they said. I skipped around in a circle. See my outfit? I am a real professional lunch maker. See? I look just like Mrs. Gutsman. I showed them my sponge. And look at this. I even have equipment. After that, I ran back to the sinks and I showed them how I wiped the counter. Can everyone see me over here? I asked. I am the boss of this whole entire sponged area. After that, I zoomed to the napkins. Plus, also, I'm the boss of the napkins, I said. See how I stacked them? If I keep up the good work today, someday I will be the boss of this whole operation, probably. Just then, May came in the door. She did a mean laugh. You're not a real lunch maker, Junie B. Jones, she said. They're just letting you pretend. Don't you know that? All of a sudden, I felt steamy mad inside. Because I am sick and tired of that dumb girl. I stamped my foot real hard. Yes, I am too a real lunch maker, I said. 
Can't you even see my outfit, May? If I'm not a real lunch maker, then how come I'm wearing mitts and a hairnet, huh? May did not answer. I'll tell you why, sister, I said. Cause I'm keeping my hair germs out of the tuna noodle stinkle, that's why. Behind me, I heard Mrs. Gutsman groan. I turned around to see her. Her face looked very sickish. I turned back to room one, and their faces looked sickish too. One by one, all of them put their lunch trays back. I don't really feel hungry anymore, said Herb, kind of quiet. Me neither, said Jose. I had a really big breakfast. Then, very slow, all the kitchen, all the children started backing out of the kitchen. I watched them from the door. They backed all the way to our lunch table. Mr. Scary was waiting for them there. He talked to them for a minute. Then he came into the kitchen and talked to Mrs. Gutsman. They whispered to each other for a real long time. Also, they kept looking at me, and they wouldn't even stop. My head got drops of sweaty on it. I wiped it off with my sponge. After that, Mrs. Gutsman looked, closed her eyes again. Then she walked to me very nice, and she took, took away my sponge. She said that my job was done. Chapter 9. Baloney. Monday. Dear First Grade Journal, Room 1 is still mad at me about Friday. After we went back to the room, Mrs. Gutsman brought bologna sandwiches for the children who didn't eat. They were not a hit. I sat at my desk, and I ate out of my new lunchbox. I had a tasty peanut butter and jelly sandwich, cause I brought lunch. And brought lunch is better than bought lunch. And that is not even my fault. Some of the children watched me eat. They made growly faces at me. Today, Herbert is my only friend. Also, Lenny and Jose are being reasonable. I wish Friday never happened. From June B, first grader. I peeked my eyes at the clock. It was almost 2.15. Just one more hour before I could go home. I tried to make the clock go by faster with my eyes. It did not actually work that good. Just then, there was a knock at the door. Mr. Scary answered it. Why, hello, he said. Why, hello yourself, said a friendly voice. And guess what? It was Mrs. Gutsman. She walked into the room with two boxes in her arms. My heart pounded and pounded to see that woman, because what if she came to scold me? I slumped way down in my seat so she couldn't see me. Mrs. Gutsman set the boxes on Mr. Scary's desk, and then she looked all around the room. I slumped in my seat even farther. Only too bad for me, because Blabbermouth May pointed at me. Mrs. Gutsman! Mrs. Gutsman, she hollered. Junie B. Jones is trying to hide from you. She's sliding down in her chair so you can't see her, but I'm keeping track of her movements. After that, I slid all the way to the floor under my desk. I curled into a ball and I hid my head. Pretty soon, I heard feet walking toward my desk. I'm getting used to that sound. The feet stopped next to my chair. I opened one eye and peeked out. I saw the bottom of Mrs. Gutsman's white, Mrs. Gutsman's white apron. Junie B., said her voice. Why are you sitting on the floor? I didn't move any muscles. Cause maybe she would still go away, possibly. Junie B., said Mrs. Gutsman again. I brought something for your class. Don't you want to see what it is? I shook my head real fast. No, thank you, I said. I don't want to see it. 
And so you can be on your way now, please. I opened my other eye and looked at her feet. They kept on standing there. Then all of a sudden, I heard a loud groan. And what do you know? That woman squatted right down next to me. I was shocked to see her. Mrs. Gutsman, I said, what are you going to do down here? Mrs. Gutsman did not look comfortable. Please, Jenny B., I need your help, she said. I brought cookies for your class today, but there's no one up there to help me pass them out. I rolled my eyes way back in my head, because that was not even the truth, of course. Yes, there is, Mrs. Gutsman, I said. There's lots of people up there to help you. Mrs. Gutsman shook her head. No, no, you don't understand, she said. After that, she reached into her pocket and pulled out a pair of plastic mitts. I need a real helper, Jenny B., she said. Someone with experience. Mrs. Gutsman kind of smiled, smiled kind of painful. Please, she said, if we don't stand soon, I'm going to fall right on my keister, and you'll never get me up. I did a teensy smile, because that was a little joke, I believe. Finally, I crawled out from my desk, and I helped Mrs. Gutsman stand up. I guess I can help you pass out cookies, I said, kind of quiet. But some of these children are still very mad at me, you know. Mrs. Gutsman held my hand. Yes, well, I think maybe I can fix that, she said. After that, me and her walked up to the front of the room together, and Mrs. Gutsman showed everyone the cookies. Sugar cookies, shouted the children. Thank you, Mrs. Gutsman, thank you. Mrs. Gutsman put her hand on my shoulder. Don't thank me, class, she said. Judy B. Jones is the one who reminded me to pay you a visit this year. She's the one that you need to think. For a second, no one said anything. Then all of a sudden, Herb hollered out, Thank you, Jenny B. Jones. And then all the other children hollered, Thank you, too. I grinned real big, because those words felt happy in my ears. After that, I hurried back to the sink and washed my hands. Then I quick put on my mitts and I ran back. Mrs. Gutsman gave me a thumbs up. Ready to go, helper, she said. Ready to go, I said back. And so then both of us passed out all the cookies together, and I did a perfect job. And so here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that maybe someday I won't be the boss of lunch after all. Maybe someday I will just be the boss of cookies instead. Because boss of cookies is the most delicious job I've ever heard of. Plus, also, I will get to make all the cookie rules. And I've already found a rule number one. I wrote it in my journal so I won't forget. Rule number one. The boss of cookies gets to have three, no, four, no, five sugar cookies all to herself. P.S. Only never eat them in front of the children because that would be rude probably. P.S. again. Plus, sometimes she can even eat six. Ha! The end. <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed this story and that you come back for more in the future. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hi, I just wanted to let you know that I created a Gmail account so that you could send me emails. I would love to hear where you're listening from. Anything that you would like to tell me, I'm open to, to reading your emails about it. And also, if you have any book recommendations, I would love to hear them. 
I'm going to let you know what it is right now. Are you ready? It's the title of the podcast, Beloved Children's Books at gmail.com. Again, Beloved Children's Books at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you soon.